0: Are you ready to get the support you need for your author career and life? Join international indie bestseller, Angela J. Ford, and fantasy author, Stephanie Wabwa, as they talk all things writing, publishing, and the real life of an indie author. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. Living your best indie
1: life starts here. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. We are back with episode 18 where we will be talking all about audiobooks. So, Stephanie, we are now hitting, well, at the time of this recording, it is the end of January. So, what's good in your world?
0: Hey, Angela, I'm doing good. Yes, it's the end of January and I am on the next novella for the Seraphim Resistance series. Technically, this is the first official novella because the previous one, it's more of a freemium. Um, so it is it is a lead ma- lead magnet. Now, granted, I did share with my audience that they can get physical copies of it, um, signed autograph paperbacks, and they could also get the digital copy on Amazon. However, if they opt in, they get it for free. If, if people don't want to opt in, they can just you know buy it elsewhere. And also, I'm doing that because because some people might think, oh well, you're jipping people if you're giving it for free. why would you make them pay for it? That's not cool. Number one. Um, shipping isn't, you know, cheap. So <laughs> getting, um, the autograph paperbacks, you know, like those funds would go through things like that. And then also collecting the funds just for other author expenses, editing, designing, formatting, all that fun stuff. So that's what I'm doing with Seraphim Falling, which can be found on stephaniewawaauthor.com forward slash seraphim bash fallen that is that story but I am working on the official opening novella for the seraphim resistance series and it's really fun because I've been messing with ideas for it and I finally got the story idea, which I'm excited about so I can just jot it down and go ahead and dive into that get that written as I continue to plan in the back of my mind for, uh, for the. Tainted Scarlet book, which is up for pre-orders, but now has to be written. So, so you know, I'm on a little bit of a deadline. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm in the fun zones, right? Like this is the fun part of the process for us, where we get to plot, we get to write, we get to make these worlds come to life, so that readers have all the fun things to read. So I'm really excited. One story is all about angels, another story is all about Faye and elves. So it's like I get to do all the fun stuff with fantasy and I'm just having a really good time. So that's what I'm focusing on. And then I will be reviving my episodic story with my newsletter came out and I had a little heart to heart with my, (laughs) with my my newsletter because I had to take a little break from it for several reasons, but it's going to be coming back in that story as well, which is. Um, it's a fantasy story also, but it's more on the elemental side, which is really fun. So that will be coming back to life soon. So just a few stories to continue 2020. So I'm really excited about that. What do you have going on?
1: That is really exciting. I really like that you're going to have your um, book available for free and then also on Amazon. And I must admit As much as I like getting free stuff, I actually prefer to buy books from Amazon just because I have it all linked up with my Goodreads reading challenge and it'll count it as, um, it'll automatically count it instead of me having to manually put it in. And I know that's like the epitome of being lazy, but that's, that's what I like to do. Also, another thing is I'm in the Kindle Unlimited program. I finally bit the bullet and I was like, I'm just going to do it because I read so much. Like I've already read, like I talk about time a lot, but I've already read seven books this year. Nice. So, you know, I I was thinking about it and I was like, I, I talk about time. I talk about time for writing, yet I'm over here reading. So I might as well have Kindle Unlimited so I don't have to... Buy all the books, and then the authors can get paid for me going through the pages like a crazy person. <laughs> I'm just really enjoying it. So, yeah. As for me, I am just getting excited for my next release coming out February 14th, which I believe by the time this podcast comes out, it will already be out. But I think what we'll do at the um, end of the show notes is we'll start including a segment on what we're working on and include links to our stuff, so you can kind of peep in and see and get ideals for your own stuff. So that. Yeah, that's it. I really did not get any writing done at all last week, so I need to do some major writing this week. So that's what I'll be working on, just getting words in.
0: All the fun stuff. I mean, I didn't get any words in either, although I'm in a different phase of the process. I'm back to plotting. I do want to reach that place where I'm in three phases at once, which for some is overwhelming, but once you've done it for a while, you kind of find your balance between it all, um, writing one, plotting another while marketing the other, you know, um, that way there's something constantly being done and books are constantly coming out and, um, visibility is constantly being garnered for the books, so on and so forth. But, I think that's awesome. Um, <laughs> choosing Valentine's Day for a book release is genius, first of all. <laughs> Prime Day. Hey, I have a Valentine's Day gift for you. Or this book right here. Hmm? Hmm? So that's really smart. I'm excited for Pawn, y'all. It is going to be dropping Valentine's Day. Can't wait. I actually am one of the lucky people who get to read it ahead of time. I got an ARC copy, and so I'll be diving into that. Leaving my reviews before it comes out, but I'm really excited for it. So today we have a fun topic to talk about. Um, something that, as authors, I think in our industry we need to talk about more because it's growing. And some of us like to avoid it because we just don't even want to deal with it. And some some authors are like fully submerged into it. They have it already going on, and they're doing great with it. And so. Today, we're going to be talking about audiobooks, which is super exciting. This is episode 18, and we are diving into all things audiobooks. And so today, um, I will be just doing most of the questioning, and today will be more of like an interview with Angela, telling, telling us about all things audiobooks. And so I wanted to go ahead and just dive right in. So my first question for you, just for people who... May not have heard the term before, they don't know what it is, or maybe they thought they knew what it was and they actually don't. <laughs> no shade, no teeth. So, what is actually an audiobook? Like, what does that even mean? And where can you get these things? Like, how can you listen to them?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about audiobooks, it's just basically someone reading the book out loud and you can listen to it instead of read it. Uh, and I know that that can. Vary on different levels. It can be someone doing reading it out loud and doing the voice acting where they will just kind of change their voice for each character. Um, some people might add in music or special effects to it. I've heard people do that as well in audiobooks. Uh, but basically it is the um audio recording of your novel. And There are a bunch of different places to get audiobooks. I actually have not done my homework and have figured out all of the different places where you can buy them. But basically, I mean, honestly, if you go into any retailer, you can just like search for audiobooks and find them. Uh, I spend most of my time on Amazon, so I actually buy it from Amazon and on any books Amazon page, you can see the different formats that are available. They'll have the ebook, the paperback, the hardcover if that's available. And then they'll also have the audiobook if that's available. And at that point, you can download the audiobook. And I use Audible on my iPhone to listen to audiobooks, but you can do that. Um there, there are lots of different ways to do it. Um and I will include some options in the show notes. There's uh, some links to other people that have done like more thorough research and can provide more like variety of options. But it's there. I know one thing that's really popular at my local library in Nashville is that you can actually borrow audiobooks from the library. So that's also something that's really cool and fun to do. Um, yeah, so I usually stick with Amazon. Um, Audible is their audiobook kind of source. So I have that app on my phone and I usually listen to audiobooks for one hour every single day while I'm at the gym working out. So that's how I get so many books in. <laughs> No, that's really awesome. And I love
0: that little plug about the library because that's totally true. It wasn't until recently when I went to the library, I realized that they had an entire section um, just for audiobooks. Like I didn't realize that was a thing. You know, I I didn't know that they were that big. Um, I knew they had like DVDs and teaching materials and things like that, but to have actual audiobooks of popular novels, I thought that was pretty cool that the local library has that just in case someone may not be able to afford because – platforms like audible and similar they're also subscription platforms so maybe if someone can't pay that 15 i think it is 14.99 a month um, per credit If they can't do that, then you can go to your local library and go ahead and grab um, an audiobook, listen to it, return it if you like it, then you know you can go ahead and purchase that on any of your preferred audiobook platforms. So I think that's really awesome. And, you know, you're just like another friend of mine. She gets through so many books a year because she's constantly listening to audiobooks she's actually gone through so many fantasy series multiple times and these are a series with like six seven eight books in them and she's gone through all of them multiple times just because she listens to audiobooks while she's working while she's cleaning while she's you know doing things with her kids on her commute like anything anytime she has What we would call idle time, she's listening to a book at the gym, you know, whatever the case may be. And so it's like, that's a way to, you know, I used to think that it's crazy that people can read a couple hundred books a year, but then I realized, oh, you're listening to them. So you're going through so many books a (laughs) month. No wonder you can keep up. I just, I think audiobooks is such a good resource for those who may not have too much time. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, not only too much time, but also if um, your eyesight's not good and reading's really hard, I think that's also another way to go about it. And I definitely would say that audiobooks are a different experience. It's much different from reading. And my book is a lot slower because I read so much faster than um, the narrator can speak into an audiobook. And so For me, it's much slower. And sometimes I have problems listening to audiobooks. I probably only retain about 80% of the audiobook just because my mind wanders cuz they're reading so slow. Mm. But that's not that's not their fault or anything. It's just that I I just read so much faster than that. And so I'm finding that it's really helpful for me to listen to audiobooks while I'm at the gym because it helps me focus a lot more because mm. usually I'm biking or I'm on the treadmill or I'm doing like the stair climber and that for me Uh, It's kind of a mindless thing to do. And so it helps me focus on the books a lot more versus if I'm at home doing like housework or something, I'm not going to hear that audio book at all because my brain is going to wander off and I'm just going to be in the clouds. So I'm finding that it definitely is a much different experience than reading, but it's still awesome. It's still worth it.
0: Yeah, I agree. When I, I, at a a portion of last year and also 2018, um, I did a lot of audio books and my mind i would have to rewind sometimes several chapters because i realized dude you totally spaced out and you missed what happened and now you have no idea what's going on so now you have to go back and listen to it again to understand why they're fighting now when they were just friends a couple chapters ago so i think that's that's a really good point to point out but i would like to ask you so i know that you have audio books as well for your own books so I wanted to get your perspective. Um, What do you think are the benefits of having an audiobook for your novel and your series? Like, what are the actual, like, why should we have audiobooks?
1: Well, I think the benefits are that you're reaching a different audience that might not necessarily want to purchase the book um, or the ebook or the paperback. But they love listening to audiobooks, and especially if they have a subscription to like Audible or something like that. Then they're more likely to see that pop up and go ahead and download it and read it, just because it's it's easier for them. And so I definitely think that's really powerful to be reaching those other people and that other audience. Um, I have been trying to record audiobooks like since 2015, which I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit, but um, I've just struggled with it, but. I brought out an audiobook for Realm of Beasts. That was my very first audiobook. And mm. that came out, I think, maybe a month after the book was released. And immediately, like, it just took off. Like, people are downloading it. Um, Amazon allows you to do different credits so you can give people the book for free to read and review. So that was great. And so, passing out those uh, promo codes were very helpful because. It just really made um, people on my email list feel included. And then I'm sure I reached other people that really love their audiobooks. And so that was that was really fun. That was great. And also it was uh, a revenue booster too. Like that, that's a completely different revenue stream coming in. Like even though it's the same book, it's really nice to have that additional like, okay, these are the people that like audiobooks. And so that will come in and like immediately it just brought in, I think like a, a couple hundred a month. Was what it started mm. out as. And I was like, oh that that's not bad. That's that's not even pocket change. That's pretty good. So I'm really happy with that.
0: Yeah, no, and I love that you said that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like what was your experience with that first initial audiobook? Because that's something completely different. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, okay, let me write a novella and now I'm writing a novel for the first time. You know, it's like I'm actually hearing my voice or hearing someone else's voice read off what i wrote so like that's a completely different experience kind of like how you know when someone has their books turned into film for the first time right so like what was that experience like and when you were done did you think oh yeah i definitely want
1: to do this again well it it was an interesting experience because i just feel very close to my books and the way that i picture things in my head and hear things in my head is a lot different from what people who are reading it out loud say <laughs> it. And so when I and I did this with the Five Warriors too, um, which is my very first book that I published back in 2015, I went to ACX, which is um, Amazon's uh, marketplace for audiobooks. I went and posted it, and I posted a segment from the book, and I asked for auditions, and. Like it, it just uh, with Real Mad Beast, it just kind of went crazy. There were like forty auditions, which was really overwhelming. <sighs> That's a lot. I think because it was a brand new book, um, but oh, it was not only a brand new book; it was also the fact that I offered to completely pay for the narrator to record it. And so it wasn't a royalty share, and I'll break that down a little bit. But it was I'm going to pay out of my pocket for you to produce this book. And so I did that. I posted it. I had like forty people. Um, narrate it and I would just listen to it and I'd be like oh I don't like the way they said that I don't like the way they did that voice my character would never sound like that so I think that was the hardest part about the audiobook it was trying to recognize what I wanted and I mm. think it would really help with like, narrowing things down was listening to audiobooks and just hearing narrators that I would listen to them because I like their voice and I enjoyed them and so when it came to like finalizing that audiobook and picking out a narrator out of all those editions i really just looked for someone that i really enjoyed listening to and that i could like see myself listening to an audiobook by them in the future
0: nice and then that's a really good point so and i wonder so this actually leads me to another question um and then that'll i'll piggyback on that so When it comes to audiobooks, do you think you ought to do it yourself because we are close to our stories, you know, and we know what these characters would sound like, we know how we want the reader sort of because it is a different experience you know I've heard I've heard many different audiobooks I've heard audiobooks where I was like oh this is cringeworthy I didn't like the way I didn't like the voice inflections I didn't like the way they made some characters sound you know some characters sounded whiny or nasally or you know they sounded just slow or like you know it didn't fit what I would think this character would do or you know throughout the story you know you kind of lost that sense of characterization just through the voice inflection of the narrator and so do you think it's wise to narrate your own stories or it is wiser to go ahead and pay a professional narrator and just do the hard work that you had to do listen through all of these auditions and kind of define okay you know I know what I like the narrator. And so now I just need to go through all of these people and find out which one could do that for my stories.
1: I think this is a good kind of like back and forth question where I kind of go back and forth with, yes, I would love to do it myself. And then like, also, I want someone very professional to do it. And so I think that this sounds it's kind of weird to say it like this, but if you have a really good professional speaking voice that is easy to understand and your voice comes across very well um, on a microphone or if you are willing to take kind of lessons or kind of just do a little bit um, with your voice to make sure it's ready for that, then go ahead and do it. And I don't think that there's any problem at all with recording your own audiobook. As a matter of fact, that's something that I've been wanting to do and I've started, I just haven't finished it because it takes so, it takes an incredible amount of time. And so on ACX.com, where I selecting narrators, I select them based off of um, how much they cost per finished hour. And so that means one hour of audio that is completely finished it's been edited it's been mastered and it's just ready to go up on amazon so that's per finished hour but it might not it might take someone i don't know like 40 hours to record an audiobook and then the finished hours might only be 10 and so they spent 40 hours working on this but you're paying them per finished hour so you're only paying them for those 10 hours and so that's why you see some fees that look really high I think on average, like the more professional audiobooks, like the person that's getting paid for that is being paid between $3,000 to $5,000 for that. And in my mind, that makes a lot of sense because if I were a narrator and I was working really hard on this book, that's the amount of money that I would expect to make from it. Like that, that just makes perfect sense. And so for me, like I was spending the time, and I think I was recording a book that had maybe twenty chapters, but it was taking me one hour per chapter, and I was like, at this rate, like I'm gonna spend twenty hours, I don't have that much time, the time I do have, I want to spend writing, and so while I do want to record this audiobook, it's going to take me forever unless I just like take a vacation and do nothing but record this audiobook. Um, it just ended up for me, it ended up being about time and Technical know-how, which I mean, honestly, if you want to do it yourself, you just need to, you can do it. Um, You can get a microphone, you can download software, you can record it on your computer, you can set up a home studio, you can do it. And I will add um, some links in the show notes to just instructions on how to do it yourself. But if you have time constraints and you don't have a quiet place to record, then I would definitely suggest hiring someone to do it. And chances are it's going to sound way more professional and it's probably going to sell a lot better if you have a professional doing it for you. Just some thoughts there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Because as listeners, especially if people listen to a lot of audiobooks, they know which ones are professionally done and which ones are not. And <laughs> More often than not, the ones that are not professionally done, those are the ones where listeners will either go through it and leave a bad review on the because the thing is with these, with audiobooks, you review the story, but you also review the narrator. And so, and then you would shoot and then you also, you know, let them know, would you recommend this to someone else? And and oftentimes it's not about recommending the book, it's recommending the narrator. You know, would you recommend someone else to listen to it so a lot of times that that's wise you know to just go ahead and hire out because it would be you know if it's not well done you know time constraints or the sound quality isn't that great then it affects not just the book but it affects the narrator and then that you know that taints the reputation because now listeners are not going to want to listen to it because there's so many of these negative reviews. So I think that's a really good point. And here comes my piggyback question. So when it comes with um, a professional narrative, do you think that there's a way of crafting a professional um, relationship with this individual, especially because if you have a series, if it's a long one, um, you would most likely hire that same individual to do the next ones, um, especially because they already know the characters, they already know, they have already started the sounds of the characters, so listeners are expecting to hear a certain voice inflection and tone when they're hearing a certain character, right? If it changes from book to book, that would just discombobulate li- readers um it would be like changing the physique of a character from novel to novel you know that, that just wouldn't do So, do you think there's a way of building a relationship with the narrator so that um they kind of get your vision more and are able to kind of fuse that into their narrating
1: yeah absolutely and one of the things is when selecting a narrator uh, one of the things that is recommended is that you do like have a conversation with that narrator and you can even Skype with them or you know if you don't want to Skype then um, either like send them very detailed feedback on this is what the character sounds like and compare them to like popular characters that your characters sound like so even from movies like if you have a character who sounds like Aragon from Lord of the Rings like you can say that and I think Going that extra mile and really knowing in your head what these characters sound like, and having like other audio that your narrator can listen to and say, Hey, so this female, like this is what she sounds like. She sounds like this person, this actor from X movie, and doing things like that is really helpful with um, making sure that your vision comes across and your vision is captured. And then another thing you can even do is you can have those conversations with your narrator and you can say, Hey, like, this is going to be a three book series. Are you available for you know the next two and you know what does the pricing look like for that just kind of based off of you know what I have right now and a lot of them will be really upfront. Um, if you're doing a so there there are three different ways that you can pay for a narrator. you can do um, where you just pay them outright out of pocket for um, recording the audiobook. you can do a royalty share where they actually don't get paid. You just split the royalties every single month from what comes in, and then um, forgot the technical name of it, but it is another royalty share uh, kind of thing. But you pay your narrator a small fee for working on the audiobook, and then you go ahead and split the royalties. And so that last way is a great way to get a very professional, more expensive narrator that you can't maybe you can't pay for them out of pocket. Um, to record your book, you pay them a lower fee and then you still do the royalty share. And so with that, like some of them will have stipulations, like if you sell X amount of copies in X amount of months, then yes, I will work on the next book in the series for you. So there, there are lots of options there. You can definitely have those conversations with your narrator. I would just say, just ask, like don't hold back. Just ask those questions. Make sure you get it all out in the open so that you know what to expect.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good because um, I love the fact that you say, basically know what you're doing before you go into it. You know, know what your characters sound like, know what you want, know what you expect because it's a lot easier for someone to deliver when they know what the expectations are. But if you go into it willy-nilly, you have no idea what you're doing, you have no idea what you want, it makes it more difficult because then they give you something and then you're upset because you're not satisfied. But that's not their fault because they did not know what your expectations were. So I think that's really wise. I mean, in all things, communication is key, but having that professional understanding, okay, I need to go in this with my T's crossed and my eyes dotted so that we can produce the most professional, excellent piece of work for these consumers, our readers who are going to buy this. So I think that's just really just sage advice as far as building that relationship narrative. And I do have, so I'll go ahead and pivot to my next question here. So some technicalities, right? So let's just talk about some mechanics. How would someone, let's say they're like, okay, well, my budget is low, can't invest in someone right now. How could I go about doing my own audiobook? And then, you know, you can also share if you're planning to do that and how is that process looking like for you?
1: Yeah, I definitely would recommend reading up on the process. Um, I think the first important thing to do is make sure you have a good microphone. And so that was—that's actually the whole reason I have a microphone right now is because I bought it for um, that royalty. Show. Well, not for for recording an audiobook, and then I ended up not doing it. But um, I'll include a link in the show notes to just some recommended microphones on Amazon. Uh, So you can see what that looks like. And it was a very inexpensive mic. I think it was like, I don't know, $69, $70, something like that. So it wasn't a whole lot of money, but just something to think about. That's a lot cheaper than paying for a narrator. Uh, And then the other thing is making sure that you know how to edit audio, which you can learn, you can have someone teach you, you can go online and kind of learn it really fast. Um I kind of I have a background in recording which is what I went to school for for some reason. <laughs> so um that wasn't a learning curve for me but uh there's a software Audacity. Um that software is really good. That's what you can use to record your audiobook. It's a free download from the web and then um what I would recommend doing is just get used to talking. like Just start reading your book out loud even before you start recording yourself, just get used to it because it's going to be a lot different from reading it quietly to yourself. And uh, just make sure that you record at the same time every day because your voice might be higher or lower depending on whether you're recording in the morning or in the evening. I already know that my voice sounds really funny in the morning. And so it's going to be a little bit deeper and more richer in the afternoon, which, hey, we record podcasts in the afternoon. So there's that. Uh, So um, just make sure like those are kind of the things to know, like before you start recording and like vocal talent is, is really good. You want to make sure that you're protecting your voice. And doing different things like not drinking too much caffeine, not drinking too much alcohol, just those things that really dry out your throat and your voice and making sure that you know how to project clearly without getting out of breath or short-winded, just little things like that. Um, But I would just recommend starting with the mic, starting with the downloading that software for free, and then just practicing, 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 making sure that your mic isn't picking up a lot of external noises and you have a quiet place at home to record it. Yeah, no, that's
0: really, really good. Um, That's definitely important because, again, professionalism, right? Like, you don't want to sound like an amateur. We can tell when you're out of breath. (laughs) We we can tell when, you know, you're recording at a different time. Because it's true. Like, you know, when I wake up, my voice is all deep and scratchy and sometimes no sound comes out, you know? But later on through the day, because I've been talking, you know, it kind of just smooths out. So that is really just sage advice. And are you planning to do any narrations for, your, for any of your coming
1: books? It's always in the back of my mind um, right now. <laughs> I feel like I just don't have the time for it. I really want to. I'm all set up for it. I'm all ready for it. I even have probably about six chapters that I've recorded and edited that are ready for mastering and uploading. But I just... <laughs> just not working out the way I like envisioned it and I don't know that when I have free time if I want to record I actually want to write so I'm I'm picking writing over narrating right now
0: which is usually the way we authors go see hint guys so all our listeners the professional narrator is probably going to be your best bet (laughs) but um Another question for you, and we'll probably start to come to a place of wrapping up after this. But do you think every author, right? Do you think that they all should have audiobooks? Do you think that um, it's one of those things that's becoming a necessity? for authors rather than, oh, well, you know, I'll have it. Or some are like, well, you know, this sounds cool, whatever. I'll go ahead and do it. Do you think it's one of those, it's one of those things, really with marketing where it's like, no, it's, you may actually need to invest in audiobooks. It's kind of like just for entrepreneurs in general, video is no longer an option. You know what I mean? Like for those who are like, oh, I just want to blog for the rest of my life. No, like video is no longer an option in this era. So do you think that with the author industry, audiobooks are no longer an option? And if they already do have books that have been published, should they go back and get narration for those books?
1: So absolutely. I think audiobooks are quite frankly, the new ebook. Like, people mm. love reading, but I just see in the future audiobooks just kind of climbing in popularity. And it's the same thing with like the hardcovers and paperbacks uh, before the ebook came around. Hardcovers still sell, paperbacks still sell, ebooks are still going to sell. Audiobooks probably are going to take over. So, I think it's wise to go ahead and start planning to have audiobooks. and I'm finding just from my personal experience, uh, the audiobooks that do the best are the ones that come out around the same time the book comes out. So if you can, I recommend scheduling it, getting your schedule together in such a way that you can release the audiobook and the ebook and the paperback like all at the same time and just kind of make them make the most, get the most visibility out of your book. As for older books, yeah, you can definitely go back and add audio to those. It might be a good way to run an extra promotion and really kind of push your backlist and really get those books selling again. So definitely, I would say go for it. You have nothing to lose with audio, especially if you're doing just a straight royalty share. Just, just go for it. I definitely think that it's something that will increase in popularity in the future.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome. I I I agree with that. I just feel like everything is just moving into that direction. You know what I mean? Video, audio, um size, which is just a fancy little acronym for subscriptions. You know, like I just feel like the world is moving towards that. And so rather than avoiding it and pushing back on it. And no, I don't want to do it. It's going to cost money. I You know, might as well just get in on it now because that's where we're headed anyway. Right. So like, even for me, I'm like, okay, you know, it's not just, oh, I write this novel, I publish it, I market it, market it. It's, oh, you also need to prepare for audio books and to get that so that people can read it. People can hold it in their hands and people can listen to it, right? It's about visibility. It's about being on as many mediums as you can be um, and just maximum exposure, right? So, and just capitalizing on every opportunity you can. And so I was wondering, Angela, if at this time you have any other words you would like to share as far as audiobooks and what would you like to leave our listeners with when it comes to audiobooks?
1: Yeah. So one other recommendation that I have around audio is that I haven't done this yet, but several authors that I know have said that they tend to see like the biggest audiobook sales when it's bundled together. So you have a series that's complete, having the audio for that complete series and selling it alongside that complete series, whether it's the, the box set, that tends to work out really well just for maximizing your income. And I would say that for audio, like definitely going into the audiobook realm is another way to maximize your income. I shared earlier that it was just a nice boost, even if it was a couple hundred dollars a month, but that's that's a nice boost uh, to to selling books. So definitely go for it and enjoy it. Have fun with it. Absolutely awesome and sage
0: advice, Angela. It has been awesome just talking to you about all things audiobooks. I know this will help our listeners because this is where the industry is headed. And as indies, we've got to be prepared. If this is going to be our lifestyle full-time, we've just got to be prepared. And audiobooks is one of those things that we've got to do. So this was an awesome conversation. Thank you for just giving us all of your wisdom and all of that value. And to our
1: listeners, we will catch you on the next episode. See you next time. The journey to becoming a full-time author on your own terms doesn't have to be lonely or hard. We have an awesome community where we chat daily, write together, and motivate each other. To be part of this vibrant community of indie authors living their best bookish life on their own terms, go to indieauthorlifestyle.com forward slash inner circle for more information. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love to hear more from you. Leaving a rating or review helps us to create more great content like this. Be sure to rate this episode and subscribe to the show. Thanks for listening to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. See you inside the community.